0: I miss those. That is what it is. miss those newbie games.
1: All right, so um, show before the show, um, Nathan's still not drinking. I'm just drinking uh, Malibu and Coke. Um, he's drinking water like he's supposed to be doing. He's a good boy. There's no uh, recipe for Malibu and Coke. You take some Malibu, <laughs> you put it in a glass, and you put some Coke Zero on top of it, and then you have a Malibu and Coke. That is um that is Would a lime drink. have been nice? I
0: had some lime juice. Maybe. could have thrown a little on there.
1: Man, I don't want to fuck around with the lime juice without the lime. It's, if you don't have the aesthetic, then why fucking bother? That's fair. You know what I mean? I don't know, for the flavor. And we're on a fucking podcast. We? we don't need the fucking aesthetic. <laughs> of, you, know, you know what I mean? Our the new, flavor does make us. Uh, sound. Uh, I mean, it also, it's coconut rum, so it's not like it's a real Cuba Libre. Right. Yeah. So. By I the had, way, a Cuba Libre, if you want to make one, <laughs> your choice in parts, technically, but it's technically one part one part spice rum, three parts Coke. mm and a lime garnish.
0: You know, I, I had some of that um, Huntsville spice drum you could have used if you really wanted to. I ain't looking to get, get plied either, so. It's a little strong. A little strong. Yeah. It's good, though. I like it a lot. I believe it. Yeah, I, mix, I It was really clove heavy when
1: Yes. It, uh, yeah. we, we tried that. Um, probably be really, really good. We need to make some. old fashions out of it. Some old, old fashions would be good, especially with the holidays coming up. But I was going to say, um, do you like eggnog? So like because it's really clove-heavy, maybe it would be good with some homemade eggnog. Yep, It's not a bad idea. We could do that. We do that. I still think we should do a whole drink series. I think we would get a lot of clicks.
0: Yeah. We could try one mm-hmm. day. We just have to... Really, it's all, what it all boils down to is planning it. And obviously, I can't plan it this month because... I got prep. a baby coming any day, too. Yeah. Prepping. You got a baby, so it'll have to be a little bit further down the road. <laughs> but. Once we kind of get settled in,
1: we gotta hope that I can one take it too. Otherwise, I'm gonna be real drunk by the time. <laughs> <laughs> my, my time we get the take we need, <laughs> maybe, maybe
0: not. I guess it depends if you're how much you're drinking in between takes.
1: I mean, you gotta start every take with an empty glass. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. The, wh- just put them back, you, and then we drink them collectively. <laughs> th-
0: no, the, you just like. Here the you've you've never been on the editing side. So you can literally just be like chopping it up and patching it together and it's fine. Yeah, Especially yeah, sure. on a format like TikTok, that's all it is. Everything is chopped up and mashed together. Right. It's not just like one long take. Just like a movie. Right. Just like you get a shot or you don't, and then you re like you might reshoot it, but it starts from a point and it ends at a point. So you know, You just have to segment it out. It's
1: fine. Instead of 10 drinks, I might have to have five. Yeah, just depends on... <laughs> <you> <laughs> know what it is. But yeah, maybe we should. Um, we could get a lot of... We should consider doing that. Yeah. I mean, it is a Sip It and Rip It podcast. It is.
0: In spite of the lack of Sip It for me lately.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's to end soon. Yeah. So, are you ready to return to... It's kind of <laughs> a segue <laughs> into what we're talking tonight about a little bit, but like um fits the show before the show are you ready for an alcoholic beverage
0: yeah <laughs> you feel like you've earned one no because i already had one i messed up like two weeks ago you've had one in two weeks two you're two in two weeks you have two same knot no
1: nope. <laughs> i've messed I mean, up twice <laughs> i mean shit i mean that's still you know to go from having i don't know are you daily
0: no, it was no. more like every every other night at most. Anywhere between one and three a week. That's usually what I, where I would be at.
1: Legitimately, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, it's typically Friday, Saturday, Sunday that messes me up. Yeah, probably have a drink a piece each night, or I'll skip. Friday night's pretty common. I may skip Saturday depending on what I've got going on, and I always drink on the podcast. So yeah,
0: well. usually for me, the the biggest thing is just like. It always it always boils down to just like having a shitty day, <laughs> like
1: yeah. I mean, I think that's um, that's adulthood, and I'm I'm not saying that. I think it's shitty. It's bad advice to say that the drink helps, but sometimes you do feel like you just earned one. Yeah. And most of the time, the shitty day drink isn't a binge drink for me. Like yeah. I'm not gonna sit down and have. If I sit down and have a bottle of something, somebody fucking died. Right. It's not just a bad day. Yeah. Like. Sip a drink in my recliner before bed. That's 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 a shitty day drink. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: that's that's pretty much how it's been every time. It's just been like either the day I sucked or several days in a row have sucked, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. (laughs) Which it's just it's one of those things. Sometimes
1: we've talked about it often though. But if you're in prep, especially if you're in prep and on a lot of drugs, Mm -hmm. uh, for the sake of your liver and your blood profile, um, specifically your lipid profile. your kidney and your and your liver stuff. Um, you know, you should be limiting yeah alcohol as much as possible.
0: And make sure you get your milk thistle. Yeah.
1: Do your milk thistle. Ox bile works too, but it's tremendously more expensive. Um, a blend, they would say, probably works even better. But again, give you a difference. Being in a nutrition shop, my own one, right? Um, milk thistle's what five dollars at Walmart. It's cheap. It's not Yeah, it's super that. cheap. Uh I sell an ox bile supplement, which is it's probably more aggressive. If you're on tran and a bunch of orals, you probably need to do this. But that's a $50 supplement, so right. there's you know, 10 times cost. A daily milk thistle would probably do wonders for everybody that even if you don't drink, if right. you take too much Tylenol, it'd probably be good right. for you.
0: So it is what it is. It just supports your liver in general, just keeping it clean. For so, sure, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other things that affect your liver that's not alcohol. Like I said, pills in general, mm-hmm. anabolics in general. Uh, a bad diet in general. So yeah. plenty of reason to be taking milk thistle.
0: Yeah. And your liver works hard already. Like your liver can take a fucking beating before. Yeah. I mean, it's the hardest happens, working so. organ in the body. Yeah. yep. Yeah. So just, just remembering that, just, just that it does already like handle a giant workload. Anything you can do to help. Like, yeah. Especially when you're compounding it with other things.
1: So. Yeah, for sure. Do all this stuff responsibly. As it goes without saying, uh, especially alcohol. Yeah. I mean, second. Secondly, especially drugs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> alcohol first, drugs second. Oh. Yeah.
1: I mean, it is what it is. I will say this though. This is not good coming from a supplement store owner, but they say that um, pre workout is harder on your kidney and your liver function than hmm. than alcohol or anabolics are.
0: The caffeine or or I think else. it's just the pure
1: amount of there is a everything chemically runs through those two things. Mm. Like there are a ton of. First of all, everything on the planet's a chemical, right? You don't talk. You can be talking about this wood. You can be talking about this drink, your cell phone, the blood in your body. Everything's a chemical, right? But just the sheer sheer amount of there's a ton of vitamins in it. An extreme amount of vitamins in pre workout. There's an extreme amount of pre workout caffeine, obviously. There's other like taurine, um, DMHA, DMAE, Hemby you know, sometimes all those things. There's just a ton of different vitamins and stimulants and mm-hmm. chemicals in general, um, way more so than alcohol or anabolic. So right. you know, maybe you should consider that, especially in your kidneys, though, because pre-workout's a diuretic because of all the caffeine. So it does tend to dehydrate you, which means that your kidneys are working much, much harder. So, you know, something to consider.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've been down to a half scoop for a long time now. I, I only do a half scoop of pre-workout. Are you
1: on Total War currently? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I bought a whole bunch of it, and I'm regretting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean. It is what it is. It was cheap, so I can't say too much. So
1: I'll I'll be honest. I mean, I like owning a supplement store because I can change pre-workouts every day. I feel like the stimulus is better. Mm -hmm. But also, nine times out of 10, I'm doing a non stem pre now. So when I do go to a stimulated pre, I can do a half scoop, and it's like.
0: You're vibrating. uh,
1: Yeah. It fucking (laughs) works. You know what I mean? So. <clears throat> consider that if yeah. you don't want to also remember caffeine a vasoconstrictor which even though the higher heart rate stuff like that can be better for performance vasoconstriction is not necessarily better for performance so there is a trade-off yeah um also we talked about it before higher heart rate harder to get a set of 10 done with your heart rate domed so yeah consider that stuff all right that's the show there's, before the show. there's
0: your uh biochemical lesson for the day <laughs> I don't know if it's hardly biochemical. It's about as bro-sciencey as it be. Well, but it all is its stone-cold facts, so. Biochemical is the best way I could describe it. It may not be, like, in scientific terms, but. Maybe we should have Braxton Miller on here today and
1: give him a ba- a big, 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 big homework assignment. And Since he's the, you know, well, he's biomed, right, mm-hmm. in school. But maybe we should give him an opportunity to flex his. His supremely useful brain and tell us uh, exactly what type of damage we're doing. Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd... why not? Um, it would be a good it'd be a good little project for him. I wonder if we could tie it into him so he can get a grade for it. <laughs> be that'd, be yeah. that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. If he can do it as a project or something for us, we yeah. should talk to him. But uh, he's also a, a pretty, pretty uh, loyal listener. So, yeah, thanks,
0: Braxton. <laughs> he listens pretty regularly. He he still messages me occasionally. I think he's still a little nervous to talk to me.
1: You're a big fucking guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to Bra- some I tell you
1: what, Braxton's a good athlete in his own right. He's 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 plenty strong and plenty dedicated. So yeah. he's a good kid. Dedication is like half the battle. So mm-hmm. you can get there. If he comes on, we're gonna have to brew him a pot of coffee because he is uh, more uh, very very respectful. When I say this. But he is a very, very good Christian man and mm-hmm. that's uh I feel like that's increasingly rare, but I wouldn't want to put any pressure on him to to drink. Yeah, 'cause yeah. he's he's a really really freaking good guy. So yeah.
0: Is he oh. like not necessarily anti alcohol, but just like abstent or whatever. Absent from it, yeah. From it. I don't think he would bust our balls for it. Right. Yeah. We're just kinda he's just,
1: not the kind of guy that's gonna bust your balls over anything.
0: Just wouldn't yeah. partake in Yeah, He wouldn't that's partake, fair. yeah. I can respect that because I'm that way about a few different yeah. things. Oh. So like, I don't I don't knock people, but I'm not going to do it. We'll just thing. have to sip his cold brewery while we're
1: <laughs> while we're drinking our old fashions. One eyes rolled back. Uh, what
0: were we talking about?
1: We don't really know. All right, that really was a show. The show. Uh, welcome to Sip and Rip It. I'm Zach. You can find me at at Coleman underscore Barbell, um, and he's Nathan. You can find him at, at Nathan Skeideos, and together you can find us at, at Sip It and Rip It. Um, rate us five stars on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, anything you listen on, and uh go check us out on YouTube because apparently yeah. we're there too. We are.
0: About to upgrade a little bit on the YouTube, so we're about to get a better camera.
1: Better camera? Yeah, it's coming.
0: It's uh it's a personal purchase, but I'm gonna use it for the podcast too.
1: That's go. cool. I feel like we need to get both going now. <laughs> both cameras? We could. We could I need to invest in a GoPro or something. But first of all, they're handy for musicians, but we need Zach Vision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be,
1: I, think, I feel like that
0: would be a lot of this. Looking at your drink, <laughs> see some occasional smoke blowing, <laughs> just like random pop over the GoPro. Yeah. Oh, It'd be funny. It would be pretty funny. So, uh, Jim, this week, do we have anything... <sighs> Cool. I didn't have anything cool.
1: Um, Jim was good this week. It wasn't my best week. Um, Tendinitis and the air, elbow starting to flare up, so I had a tough pressing week. Um, last week I doubled three eighty five on bench, missed the four hundred five, only because dildo had his hands on it the entire time, and I don't know how much this of it I. That last, was last week.
0: Last week, right?
1: and I, I don't know how much of it I did and how much of it he did, yeah, okay. so. Not gonna count it, but I doubled three eighty five last week. Turned around this week, it was technically supposed to be my undulated week. It was not supposed to be a heavy bench week, but yeah, I still had a hard dick mm-hmm. from the last week, yeah, and I uh, felt like I needed to get my revenge. Unfortunately, worked up when I got up over three fifty, uh, hit three sixty five for what normally is a very easy triple, and I ground it out. Mm. And then I got pinned to the fucking bench with 385 after doubling it the week before. So mm. it was just pain mostly. Yeah. Um not real worried about it. I still hit plenty of volume for stimulus because I dropped down three fifteen, hit it for eight, hit two twenty five for like a real easy I got bored before. I mean it was like a real easy fifteen. Yeah. So I mean still got plenty of stimulus. Um squats were not a heavy squat week either. Um I did actually undulate them like I was supposed to. Uh, So I had like 10 sets of two at like 275. I did hit a uh, 380 single on the SSB bar just as consolation, I guess. Mm. Um, But then it was my heavy deadlift week. I hit 510 for a very, very easy two. So five fifteen. I was about to say five yeah. fifteen. It was the program called for five ten, but it's one of those things where it's easier to load five fifteen. So just yeah,
0: hard to find two and around there too. They're it all is. in I'm one not spot. Fucking,
1: I'm not going to look for a fucking two and a half. Like <laughs> just put a ten on it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fine. I, I am of the opinion that your body is not going to know that much of a difference between. Like I'm really, really stubborn about loading 495. I will not load 495. I will. That's the one scenario <laughs> I will go find two and a half to load an even 500. Like
0: I guess I get. it. I
1: feel it. like 495 is beneath me. <laughs> like, like if I'm going to be that close to around hundred, like I'm going, I'm going
0: to load the hundred. Right. I mean, so, you can just call it 500. That's, that's 500. 500.
1: I, people do that with bench all the time. They will load 495 and they'll call it a 500 pound bench. Like I get it. You probably got 500. Right. Like.
0: But you technically didn't.
1: <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> you know, anyway, could have, but you did It chaps my ass a little bit, that's to fair. be honest that's with you. I don't, I don't know. But uh, that's my last heavy deadlift. If there's no baby, that's my last heavy deadlift before the deadlift competition on the 28th. Yeah. So I um, have some tune-up things to do this week. I'll probably pull 405, 415 for like 10 fast singles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then just get ready for next weekend.
0: Yep, that'd so, be fun. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe it's that close.
1: Yeah, now if I have no baby, my plan is to go and handle you that morning, even if you don't want me to. I don't really give a fuck. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to go to a powerlifting meet, I'm paying for a coach's pass. There's somebody back there I can load the spot for. Like, mm. I can go help somebody. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, So uh, my plan is, though, there's no baby, I'm going to be with you that morning. Go eat a good meal with you after and then uh head immediately back to Coleman to go wreck Austin Blair's world.
0: Now there's only <laughs> so, unless something randomly changes, there's only fifteen lifters, so it'll be a quick quick turnaround. We'll probably only be there for five hours. Yeah, I don't really see it being a
1: uh being five o'clock when we're standing there for uh, awards. I feel like I'm gonna get back to Coleman in plenty of time. Yeah, so I think so too. Me and Sandy's rationale is Tuscaloosa is just as close to Birmingham if something happens.
0: There's yeah, Coleman I is, guess that's so. so. It's about an hour away, so. so we're going. So that makes sense. Is that where you're going for the baby? Is yeah, right? St. Vincent's. So. okay, that makes sense. Tuscaloosa, Coleman. It's all the same.
1: Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it. it's all the same at that point. So that's the plan.
0: Be crazy if baby comes in the middle of the meet. <laughs> it's like there's ran- randomly like, oh man, there's some water in the floor here. <laughs> or so on this on this chair here. What happened here? Like yeah. I really think
1: she's I really think she's coming this week, but could happen. I may be wrong. Could happen. Could happen.
0: My gym week was garbage. I, th- I don't even really remember it, to be honest with you. I know I had two bad days in a row. But I you know that's also reason that's also a segue to what we're talking about. It is. It is actually.
1: So, do you have any
0: uh, to get right to
1: that before you get in? I'm going to let you get into yours when we get into the meat and potatoes of the subject, if that's okay. Yeah. And in the
0: meantime, do you have any PR songs? Uh, yes, yes, I do. I have one. <clears throat> the only one I I tracked or wrote down this week, for whatever reason, was uh, "World Undone" by Within the Ruins. Oh yeah, you're a fan the,
1: of Within the Ruins. They're
0: they're really good. I like them a lot. Ever since I heard. Um, Gods Amongst Men. I've just been hooked on them. So they're one of the, they're they're definitely a a gym playlist band for sure. Sense. I get it's that. It's just like it's definitely deathcore, but it's like lyrically like like strong. I guess is the best way for me to describe sure. it. Yeah, that makes and sense. And it's heavy, fast or slow depending on the song. Usually, usually heavy and fast more than slow, but good music. I like it a lot. I hear you, ma'am.
1: Um, I'm a big fan of Every Time I Die, huge fan. Um, they are now defunct because their singer left them, but their singer started a new band called Mini Eyes, um, and they released a single called Revelation, and it fucking rips. Um, apparently, I'm a bigger fan of Keith Buckley than I am of <laughs> Every Time I Die, because I'll be honest with you, it just sounds like Every Time I Die. Um, it's probably a little bit more... It's not more heavy than Every Time I Die. It's just a different kind of heavy than Every Mm. Time I Die. But I mean, if some, also, if somebody told me it was a new Every Time I Die record, it wouldn't shock me either, if that makes sense. But yeah, the name of the song is Revelation. It fucking rips. Fucking listen to it. Um, He's always got a real fucking awesome attitude. He's always like, all his music is always like "fuck you." All
0: the time. <laughs> that's, that's also yeah, very empowering in the gym. Yeah, just, absolutely. Just, something about you energy in the gym.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Keith Buckley's got a lot of "fuck you" energy, so um, I like it. It's fucking good. So fucking listen to it. There
0: we go. There we go. That's that's the long and short of it. Just go listen to it. So let's. We, we'll we'll just tell you the song, and then you go listen to it. Yep. That's all there is. We won't even describe it anymore. We're just like, this song, go listen to it. Next up, this song, go listen to it. We're done.
1: We're changing the world one song suggestion at a time. Um, Speaking of song suggestions, this is a a mild tangent right here before we get in the middle thing. Um, I hope that every other football fan in America is ready for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift to break up so that we can get rid of... Taylor Swift fans in football. People that have oh, man, never cared dude. about football seriously before in their, their lives are all of a sudden, and I'm just going to put this out there too, I saw somewhere on the internet that is, you know, the internet's a great place sometimes, <laughs> and it's a really <laughs> shitty place others, but there is a fan theory that says the NFL staged this relationship to increase jersey sales, because mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up like 400% the yep. first week they were together. Yeah. Um, And then they're going to go up again when they break up because Taylor Swift fans will literally buy another jersey just to fucking burn it. Yeah, probably so. So I feel like the Especially NFL said, if he's the one at fault. like, And he is one of the more likable, especially at his position, he's probably the most likable tight end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know anybody that respects athleticism that hates Travis Kelsey. I guess if you're a fan of another one of the teams in the division, if you're right. a Broncos or a Raiders fan, you probably hate him. But like my brother, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're one, you know, if you're one of those, yeah, you probably hate him. But uh but outside of that, casual NFL watchers, nobody hates Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So I'm tired of them being in football. I'm also tired of associating my Sundays with Taylor Swift. <laughs>
0: <Like> <laughs> I'm also I'm fucking over it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Every every other I meme mean, I see now seems to be something about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I didn't even know that man's name because I never really paid attention. I don't. I don't pay a ton of attention to the NFL, but I was listening. I I do listen to a sports podcast because they talk about a wide variety of sports, and it's mostly just like obscure things that you wouldn't know about, like random Korean sports and stuff like that. Yeah. But they had a whole episode that was just like, to- just like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and I'm like. Okay, cool, whatever. And I listened to this, and immediately after I listened to this, that's all I saw on Facebook was just memes of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And it's like, bro, I'm so like, I'm not even like a avid NFL watcher, and I'm sick of. I it. think he's nuts
1: because uh, his girlfriend before was a a lot prettier than yeah than her. Taylor Swift and, makes uh, a
0: lot of money. I mean, not to say he doesn't. I think she would be the breadwinner. <laughs> she makes a she lot probably, of money. She
1: probably would be in their situation, but there's probably very few people that make more money than he does. He, she may be w- one of the only. But also, he's got enough money that I don't think he's really dipping into hers either. Well, That's true. Yeah, they don't... He's got money that he probably forgets about. Yeah. He probably forgets he has it.
0: No, yeah. I mean,
1: there's definitely, and, like... Yeah, you gotta, his brother is also... Today made his 145th straight start for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. His brother did, so, like a family with money they're not fucking worried about no they're not they're not after Taylor Swift's money no for sure and I wouldn't think you'd be about after her looks I mean unless maybe he just she looks like a 12 year old boy with a wig on <laughs> like, like, that's so, a little mean so, but you know so...
0: may, yeah I mean I'm not saying no but I wouldn't I don't know if I'd <laughs> I'm not disagreeing but they're I make that I'm say it out loud.
1: <laughs> making that I mean Swifties may come and kill us. They so may not my us <laughs> out. But like the most you're, you're the, one of the best athletes on the planet and and yeah, I know she's like super famous. And I give her a lot of credit as a musician to another musician because at least she writes her own shit. And that's right. a huge thing in pop and country. Mm-hmm. right? like at least she's responsible for her own music and that's fucking cool. But
0: Get Out of your NFL, <laughs> a prof- you're a
1: professional football player. Like, you yeah, could, I'm just saying, you could have done in, term, in terms of looks, you probably could have done a lot better.
0: Hey, I mean, maybe they just genuinely like each other, maybe it's not staged at all, I don't know, or maybe it's
1: all staged by the or, NFL, or to, maybe it is to all drive staged. jersey sales yep. because I believe that's what's happening.
0: <laughs> but how much would they have to pay her? Because she's already got so much money, how much would they have to pay her?
1: If they, if they you know, there's a fucking million Travis Kelsey jerseys. If they paid her five dollars a piece for every new jersey. but does she even <clears throat> she even need that money? She's incredibly wealthy. no, but she like, she's listen, dude. I mean, the the Aeros tour thing, like you know, that's all in, in fucking theater, right? What like people are? She's got a movie. The Aeros tour is all a movie.
0: Oh yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're
1: it's outselling like blockbuster movies Mm -hmm. like don't underestimate how incredibly desperate and stupid these fans are there is no way there is not a band on this planet that a metalhead would do this for right no No. fucking way there's no way we're fanboying over anybody
0: like (laughs) like i don't know i mean metallica put out a movie a while back I mean, sure
1: everybody watched some kind of monster. And it was, a, if anything, if you were a metalhead and a Metallica fan and some kind of monster did anything for you other than kind of make you hate Metallica, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're really not a fan of them or the genre. It did them a huge disservice, in my opinion.
0: Like, I never watched it. So
1: it's painful. It's painful.
0: I think my brother, I mean, I think my brother watched it and he said it was pretty bad.
1: And, you know, you too did it too. They put out a movie for everybody to go watch. And I watched it. Um but uh so it's not like it's been done before it hasn't been done before, but I guarantee you it's probably the highest grossing yeah of any movie like that. Yeah, I'm like, sure. I'm sure. Um oh no, you know, Metallica did um I liked it though. They did Through the Never too, but it was yeah. just a. it was a live it was a concert and it did have a storyline in the background of it, but Through the Never was fucking awesome. Some kind of monster was a disaster though.
0: <laughs> right. But yeah. I I think I watched parts of Through the Never. I didn't. I don't think I watched it all the way through. Cause I re, I remember Through the Never
1: is cool because they play a bunch of old shit. Yeah, like back out Black Album and Back. Mm-hmm. Like they do a, play a couple of newer songs, but like they may, mostly play things off of Injustice for All and Master of Puppets. So they're good albums. Fucking and Through the Never is fucking cool, but. Some kind of monster was not.
0: <laughs> it was it was some kind of monster. Yeah, it it's was not a good one. It was one. some kind of turd, that's for sure. <laughs> polished um, turd. That's what I've always heard about that album. Everyone says polished turd.
1: I don't even know how polished is it is. <laughs> like, you know what's sick about uh about Saint Anger is the Saint Anger riff, the first riff fucking rips. Mm-hmm. And that's about as far as the album goes. <laughs> and it's like straight downhill after that. Like, it's it's shocking how bad that record is. Yeah. And that's coming from somebody that's listened to them my whole life. And I had to endure load and reload. And uh, yeah. Garage Ink's kind of cool. But Garage Inc.'s because it, it's a cover record, but it's got Am I Evil on it, the, yeah. the Diamond Head song. Mm-hmm. And that song, fucking awesome. But that's also early Metallica covering. Right, early diamond heads. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's fucking cool, but yeah, I don't understand. I'm ready for Taylor Swift to get the fuck out of football.
0: Maybe, maybe someday. Well, I mean, probably. Event. I mean, eventually everything dies down. Eventually, the hype on everything. I will tell
1: you why down. she agreed to it and the setup, because she's going to write some stupid breakup song about it, like she has everything else, and she's going to sell a fucking billion of them. Yeah, she's going to get paid. Don't worry, she's gonna.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna put out a shirt. That's gonna be like a Travis Kelsey jersey, but it's gonna be like torn up or something. It's gonna have some, something, something like that. Burn marks, some parody of it or something. <laughs> something. Something with the numbers on it or I don't, it'll, it'll be something like that.
1: Don't be surprised if they even had fucking stuff. dinner together.
0: <laughs> they were se- apparently, again, this is from the podcast that I was doing. Apparently, they were seen traveling to a restaurant together that was empty. You gotta so, like, they bought out the They bought out the restaurant.
1: You got to make it believable.
0: It's true. Very easily that the NFL could have bought out a restaurant and said, hey, go here, take her here, drive her in, whatever you do afterwards. What if
1: it's all set up and they end up being together forever, though? (laughs) (laughs) They'll make a movie out of it. That's a fucking (laughs) rom-com. Exactly. Oh, man. This This all happened by accident. This is somebody's plan, and they end up actually actually, genuinely love each other.
0: Like, wait a minute. You were supposed to break up, make this song. He was supposed to get the... No. No, it's just a real thing now. They hang out, like, actually one time, and they're like, oh... I fucking hope not. <laughs> I mean,
1: the Chiefs are probably the AFC favorite to go to the Super Bowl too. <laughs> Could you? Im- I can't even imagine that Super Bowl right now. It gives me a fucking headache thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> How pissed are those halftime artists if she if they make it to the Super Bowl?
0: Uh. I mean, is she just going to do the halftime show? Uh,
1: like, no, I'm sure. That's set years, you know, months and months in advance. I'm sure she's not doing a halftime show. No. But, like, how convenient to the story, though, would it be if she did do the halftime, half-time right. show?
0: Right. Mm. It would make a lot of people think, hmm, was all of this stage? Was <laughs> them getting to the Super Bowl stage? How much of this is actually real now? Like, how much of this is actually the game? And how much of this is people getting paid off? We already know that stuff's like, yeah, I think that's a huge possibility. I mean, we all know the Patriots have paid plenty of people off, but <clears throat> Patriots, we, we went off on a pretty long tangent there. We did.
1: Yep. <laughs> all right. So tell us what you get, did in the gym this week, and then let's get into the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about here.
0: Uh, not shit. It was a bad week. Only cool thing I did was bench 225 for like 33. And then 275 for 20. Just and, m- and that was off plan because I needed a mental break because I had such a bad week.
1: Did you miss things that were prescribed to you? Did you Nothing miss
0: any No lifts were missed. It was just the way everything felt. A lot of pain, mostly. Knee pain, lower back pain. It kind of like traded off at one point. My knees were hurting really bad at the start of the deadlift day, which was, I guess... Did I hit 545 on squat this week? Was that why I was in squat? Some... it
1: was last week, maybe. was I'm wrong. At the beginning of the week, it was 545, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Okay, so it was this week. So I guess I did that, yeah. which which it moved pretty... Respectably. It was definitely not something I could double. So I just it was put RP it like that. 10. It, was, it was definitely not something I could double. Um, Could have done more than that, possibly, but I could not do 545 for two. Not that day, anyway. Um, So my knees always hurt really bad after heavy squats, and I don't know how to fix that. Went into the deadlift day, which was on Thursday, so this is three days later, and my knees were hurting so bad. Just pulling uh, a plate was painful. So I did some foam rolling on my quads and my um, hamstrings, Try and relieve some of that pain. So I did that. Knee pain started to go away a little bit. About 315, my lower back just absolutely felt like it was being torn to shreds. And I was like, well, this isn't good. So I so I laid there. I I think I pulled 315 for like a double or something. I just laid in the floor at the garage, uh, just waiting for the pain to go away. (laughs) And then I put like 365 or something, did a couple reps same thing waited for the pain to go away 405 the pain finally started to go away so I was like okay I don't feel like my body is completely broken so maybe I'll get somewhere and I had what was supposed to be pretty easy 525 doubles I had like three of them and they all moved kind of shitty they all hurt they all felt just slow and sluggish and you know I was complaining about it to Joe and he was like they move fast what do you mean I'm like they don't they should be moved first of all in my eyes at that moment they were not moving fast enough they may have been fast but they weren't they weren't pull 700 pounds fast so that's where I'm at mentally I finished all my sets he gave me some feedback I was a little frustrated already so the feedback. It didn't go like in one ear out the other, but it frustrated me because it was like, not only does this hurt and move slow and suck, I'm also doing something technically wrong. Yeah. So it was like insult to injury. Yeah. And I know he didn't mean it that way. And I know he was just trying to cue me and get me into a better positioning and all that stuff. But it was just mentally, it was like, man, nothing is going right. So I kind of just like boneheaded threw on like five forty five and pulled a single. And then I got mad and I threw five eighty five and pulled a single. And I was still mad because it moved slow. It was like a like a three or a four second lift and I felt like it should not be that slow. So
1: that's after a lot of volume
0: though. It is. No, there's there's a lot of factors that I personally like with a clear head and looking back now it's like if I would have done that you would have been like, but but yeah you had six reps at five twenty
1: five a single at five forty five. Had a pain. It was a pain in ass. Woman up. Like if
0: Mm. you were talking to me. Yeah. Like squatted five forty five on Monday. A few days before. Like, there's a lot going into it, but in that moment, I was so frustrated, I couldn't see straight. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't see. I was talking to you during
1: during this too.
0: So yeah, there were many times because it's the garage, and you know we don't get good service out there. So I was like walking to the uh the door, door. Yep. And uh, I would just kind of prop up against the fence or whatever you yep. want to call it. And just like frustrated and just like right. questioning, like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Right. Uh, there's a lot of doubt like going in, just like, am I even going to be able to hit what I used to hit going in? Cause everything sure. feels so bad. So that's kind of like what we're getting into today is that, uh, what did I call it? Meat day jitters, not necessarily meat day jitters, anxiety, anxiety. Yep, sure. So moving into during prep, you know, prep anxiety, meat day anxiety, um, being doubtful and kind of like how to reevaluate the way things are going in your prep. Sure. I think that's a yeah, so, I mean, just a little bit of
1: perspective on, on Nathan's part. Nathan, you know, had voiced his opinion that he felt like he was pulling better on his own than he has been since he's been with Joe. And this is no shot at Joe Sullivan, because mm-hmm. me and Nathan both, even with Nathan being frustrated, me and Nathan both know that Joe knows what he's doing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there's There's no doubt about this. But, you know, to put everything in perspective, again, he had hit, you know, a cluster of doubles at 525, three sets of yeah. two at 525, pulled the 545, pulled the 585, real deep in the volume now. By this time, you're probably 20 plus reps in yeah, between instantly. your warmups and everything. Yeah. So like, there's a little perspective to be gained from that. But you would also, and to be completely fair, this is being fair to Joe, I've never seen you hit 545 in prep on squat. No. I have so not. like there's been some we know for a fact that you've been mostly pretty recovered well on bench press. Mm-hmm. You haven't really hit any like mind blowing singles on bench
0: press. You've hit what four oh five for a single this far? Four fifteen. Four fifteen? Yeah. Which is only four pounds off my, my best. Yeah, absolutely. So.
1: so you're you're on pace to do as good or better on on bench press, you're on pace to do probably better on squat. We know this to be mm-hmm. a fact. And you also, cumulatively, had more volume going into those deadlifts than you normally would have if you were pulling, say, multiple reps at 585. Mm-hmm. And you also had done the heaviest squat of your life, prep-wise, just a few days beforehand. Yeah. So, I mean, the frustration is, is is in this. When you're in prep, you expect every day to be better and better and better and better because you're working toward a meet-day goal, right? Yeah. The reality is, and we as coaches know this, is prep doesn't always go fucking perfect. Um, we try not to program misses. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you Joe doesn't want you missing shit in practice. Yeah. We try not to program misses, but if you miss, you miss. That's no fucking big deal. Um, but we're really, we're really not trying to make you the best we can be in prep. We're trying to make you the best you can be on one given day. And the hard thing about that is balancing mm-hmm um how you recover session to session rep to rep um all that kind of stuff so while nathan has every right to be frustrated with himself um when you're in these moments it's very very important to take a step back and look at the the grand goal is to be the best you've ever been been on meat day Mm -hmm. um And all upward, uh, everything's moving in an upward trajectory. And I realize deadlift probably isn't to you right now, but it's also very, very common. This goes for all of us. Most of us, especially if you're a conventional puller, probably pull more than you squat. Mm -hmm. It's a whole lot of CNS fatigue involved in pulling. Um, There's a whole lot of CNS involved in in squat, especially when it's your best ever. Um, But deadlift just simply isn't going to be there on a day to day basis. Yeah it's fleeting you really stars really do have to align that's the reason why we undulate that's the reason why even with joe you don't pull heavy every week Mm -hmm. it's the reason why my athletes no longer pull heavy every week unless they're you know a lightweight female Mm -hmm. sub 181 female that's the only you know only people i have pulling heavy every week um maybe a 198 or less man um i know i think i have lance pulling heavy every week Mm -hmm. um but most of us are going to have to undulate because it's just not you're just not it's just not survival survivable to pull even eighty percent of your wonder at max weekend weekend, yeah. especially like me and you are both six hundred plus pound deadlifters. You're much much closer to seven. There's only so many licks above five hundred I'm going to be able to take and recover from. Yeah, it's all there is to it. So I say all that to say this: the anxiety that you're experiencing, and you know this already, but if you guys are experiencing the same thing. It's completely fucking normal. I've experienced in every prep I've ever done, whether it was with Brandon, whether it was Ron, whether it was myself. I've prepped myself, didn't make it because of injury. But every prep I've ever done, there's always been some doubt creep up about whether or not I was fucking good enough to do it. Yeah. Um, I think that's just the nature of your peak month, to be, to be honest with you. Uh, also, this shit... We love it with all of our hearts. There's no way I'm fucking quitting. If Nathan has to push me on the platform in a fucking wheelchair, I'm not fucking quitting. That being said, when you get to this point, it's already physically frustrating. You're hurting, your knees are hurting. For me, it's my elbows, my shoulders and shit are hurting. My hip Mm -hmm. is hurting. Um, The load's fucking heavy day in, day out, even if it is something we can manage. And it's physically frustrating, and, you know, by this point in prep, when you get to that peak month, it becomes mentally frustrating Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because, you know, you're also just beat up enough that you just don't feel strong either. Even if you are doing things like you did this week that you've never done before, you feel like the culmination of all the work, you should be able to do these things easily and... The fact of the matter is, we're not superhuman. We're not adapting to these things fucking yeah. overnight. You know, you know, you know what I mean. It is what it is. So, I mean, I think that explains the situation the best. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of deal, dealing with it, I'll tell you the the number one way to deal with it is the best plan is the one that you can stick to. So, just because you're frustrated, your last three weeks of prep, and this isn't necessarily directed at Nathan, it's directed to anybody listening. Just because you're fucking frustrated doesn't mean the plan hasn't worked and doesn't mean that the plan isn't going to work. But sure as shit, the worst thing you can do is change plans mm-hmm. and, and just abandon what you're doing. Yeah. Um, because that's a brand new stimulus and has brand new effects on your CNS. So, yeah. like, it's incredibly fucking damaging to just abandon the plan, honestly, 12 weeks out, but let alone when you're three weeks out. You yeah. Know what I mean?
0: and i and I ran into that too, where it was a mental frustration that's that's why i I didn't quote unquote abandon the plan but i I said and I told text Joe and I was like, hey, I need like a mental break from the gym, so I'm going to just go in there and just kind of like impose your will on something yeah pretty much I just yeah. wanted to do something different and just kind of like not do the same thing because I've been doing the almost the exact same thing every week for like 12 weeks yeah. so and I'm talking like same accessory work same patterns of barbell movement like all of it has been structured and has been mostly the same a couple of changes here and there but mostly the same for 12 weeks so I was getting bored and frustrated so there's I was just like I just need for my mental health like (laughs) a a change of some sort just for a day it's not like I'm saying Everything has to change two weeks out, but personally, for my mental health, I need to do something different. That's that's right. where I was at, right? And it it wasn't the smartest thing to do, but I also told Joe I was like, I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm not going to go out there and like lift anything super heavy. I'm not going to like go ham. I'm going to do mostly accessory work, but just different accessory work. Yeah, because it was an accessory day anyway. Yeah, and it was supposed to be like leg press and. Uh, machine press and some biceps and triceps and yep. uh, flies, stuff like that. Yep. So I just did, did the same body parts with different movements. Yeah. So that's all I really did. But it was, it was change enough to make me kind of like sigh, like have a, have a little bit of relief and yeah. just kind of like the change helped a lot sure like just on a mental aspect i feel like i'm a little bit more renewed a little a little better to go into next week yeah which i don't know what looks like either
1: <laughs> right yeah i mean i mean it is what it, it is um i mean dealing with the anxiety of it i mean you're human you're going to have fucking nerves about about doing this mm-hmm. um you have pretty massive expectations too yeah. which uh you know you're And really compared to your previous totals, they're not super massive. They're pretty planned for and taken care of goals. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're it's not like, you know, the last time you pulled, you pulled six fifty five and you want to pull eight hundred this mate. I mean, you you wanna you know, last time you pulled sixty five, it was an RPE six at your last mate, like maybe a seven, like theoretically seven hundred shouldn't be that big of a you know a jump, jump, especially after a year of training. You know what I mean? So I mean all those things considered, I mean, I mean, what it comes down to is you're just fucking human and you're just going to have fucking nerves about yeah. something that would inherently make anybody fucking nervous. Um, there is an individual there who I want to see you beat, who you want to beat, mm-hmm. um who's in a lighter weight class, who does have an advantage in terms of dots and stuff like that, and you do need every pound that uh me, you, and Joe can milk out of you that yeah. day, you know what I mean? <laughs> um And that's the truth. Um and we need it to win. Uh, but that being said, I mean, that guy's experiencing the same thing. He may not know your name and know that you're showing up, but he has an expectation that he wants to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very, very good coach, or a very, very reputable coach. <laughs> um, he's a very, very reputable coach, and he has expectations mm-hmm. um, for himself. Um, he, a lot like me, he trains a lot of people a lot better than him, so he probably feels like he needs to pull up and hit somebody in the fucking mouth and prove he deserves to be there and not just handling somebody. Right. Um, but I guarantee you he's experiencing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, Everybody experiences that. I mean, Ron's prepping for, um, is it U- USAPL Nationals or something now? Remember what? I bet you Ron feels this way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's an incredibly confident individual, but I bet he has a, his own anxieties about it. Uh, Joe has a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, he just hurt himself. But I guarantee you, Last week or the week before, before he made the decision to pull from the American Pro.
0: Yeah, same thing. (laughs) He
1: had the same things. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's just something all of us are going to experience. So,
0: One thing I did do to kind of help calm uh, those nerves and that anxiety, which really did kind of like... Give me a reality check. Was I I scrolled through my Instagram, and if you don't post your stuff on Instagram, like your lifts and stuff, you should at least keep videos somewhere. Yeah, just so that you can scroll back and remind yourself. Because I I scrolled back and I was like, wow, I only hit five oh five or five fifteen on squat during prep last year. Yeah, and it was a little high, <laughs> and uh, it it uh, didn't move great, and I was like okay that makes me feel a little bit better about my uh my squat and then on my deadlift the most i did which was more than i've done in this prep but it was like 585 for two or three or something like that so just looking at it and and they weren't pretty deadlifts either like they didn't look good my deadlifts look so much better now than they ever have Uh, Um, so that's another thing I have to keep and that didn't come after
1: 20 plus reps
0: either. No. And then, um, I also look back at my bench press and I think 395 was my, was my last big bench during that prep. So I've hit 30 and 30 pounds on my squat and 20 pounds on my bench press just in prep Yeah, I have that advantage. Deadlift, I just don't know yet because I just haven't deadlifted heavy. Like this whole prep, not heavy in the sense that um, comparative to what my one rep max is. Sure. So I just don't know yet. I I would really love to have a good deadlift day going in just for confidence. Yeah. Um. And I hope that I get that. Everything else, after looking back, I'm just like, there has been progression made. So like there's... A lot of that anxiety was like relieved after I went back and watched that because I just knew okay if I if I did that on the last month of prep, then I know after this rest period going into this next meet, I sh- like I have more yeah like because I went from five five fifteen or five oh five to five forty five on meet day so. In theory, I should be able to get you know five seventy five or somewhere around there <laughs> yep. on my squat. It's not it's not what my goal was, but you know, it would sometimes be an improvement. it it would be an improvement. It'd be a PR on the platform and total, so I can't really complain about it. A PR is a PR, even if it's not what I wanted. Um, if it gets me the win of the day, that's well, that's the most important thing. That is
1: the most important thing. So, I mean.
0: Do you have any like anything you did during your prep to kinda calm your nerves or
1: Yeah, I mean one of the biggest things for me with uh was an adaptation with ROM was the lack of accessory work. Um And you know what normally we say, you know what I mean? Mm. That's the problem, but you know, there was a there was a time toward the last six weeks of prep or so, I was done with all my lifts and even on a leg day at like forty five or fifty minutes.
0: That's pretty quick.
1: And I was like
0: Stressed out about it?
1: Everybody that's worked out with me, yeah, I felt like there was something else I could do. I was leaving something on the table, right? right? And there was like a lot of doubt in my mind because like, I know I'm going to be recovered by the next workout, but what did I do to recover from? Right. Do I even need the, the, you know, (laughs) is it even enough to, to, you know, have to recover from? Great stimulus. And stimulus. And, you know, with Ron, I was consistently under a heavy squat bar, even if it wasn't, you know, super heavy every week, like... There might be one week I might have doubles at 375, and the next week I might have doubles at 450. Um, and that was fine. But like I was under something heavy ish for me pretty much every week. But it wasn't like, you know, after that, it might be, you know, Ron likes to do everything on a timer. So, you know, it might be three sets of 30 seconds on leg extensions, some hamstring curls, and and fucking leave. You, right. know, you know what I mean? So, all together, you know, I've done less than 100 reps. You know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? Like the whole day. And you know, I was coming from a place where I was doing eight or nine hundred reps a session um, on leg days. I was probably doing six or seven hundred reps a session. Right. You know what I mean? Going going into my time with Ron, so it definitely was like didn't doubt the plan because I saw Ron, Ron. when you look at Ron's success with other people, like I, I didn't doubt Ron. But it just felt very, very alien to me. You know right. what I mean? And then uh, I think with a bit, what put the most doubt in my head, my head was wasn't on deadlift or on squat, but it was. Uh, Actually, deadlift's a different story. We'll get to that in a second. But was on bench press. I was doing with so much pain. Mm-hmm. There was days I was having a hard time unracking 225, and I was expected to go press 400 yeah. on meet day. Um, that didn't happen for a different reason, but um, my elbows were just so fucking beat up. And I just finally discovered that if I took a hand off, it was a little easier. I managed to get through it pretty good. And then on deadlift, you haven't even missed anything yet, but on deadlift, my last... I had my last heavy deadlift two or three weeks out and absolutely dominated it. Just mm. fucking smoked it. He had capped me. I was pissed off about being capped. He capped me at 565. I knew I could pull 600 plus. And he said, the only thing you get is 565. And that was my last heavy deadlift to prep. So I, I made a joke of it. I went and fucking pulled it as disrespectfully and as fast as I could. And that was good. But the story behind that is the two... Deadlift lift sessions prior, so this should have been over the course of about three three or four weeks because we swapped, we undulated. Mm-hmm. I had missed my top set. And I'm not talking about just, like, missing it. I'm talking about, like, didn't fucking break it. Like, right. there was one day I didn't break 5.15 for a double, albeit it was on a stiff bar, but that's something that's generally that far in prep. Just gets fucking annihilated. Smoked. Yeah. I missed 5.15. The next one was, like, 5.30 or 5.35, I think I, it was supposed to go for a double. I think I hit it for a single and couldn't break the second. Um, and then pulled a the most I've ever pulled in a prep, not the most I've ever pulled, but most pulled a, I've ever pulled in a prep easily the, the next two weeks. You know right. you know what I mean? It was my last one. But, like, yeah, there was a lot of fucking doubt in that because I had a, a solid five- or six-week period there where I didn't think I was going to fucking deadlift. Uh, within 100 pounds of my previous one rep max, and ended up, um, had I been healthy on meat day, I 100% believe I would have pulled 620 or 630. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure you remember the video of the 565, but it was fucking disrespectfully fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I wish that if I hadn't got it for a single, that he would have gave it to me for a triple or, you know, more, you know? Yeah. Um, it was fucking easy. Um, so yeah, I mean, those doubts creep up. And then, um, You know, I had prepped myself before and it ended up getting hurt. And I don't remember exactly what that injury was, but it was bad enough that, um, no, it wasn't an injury either. Uh, COVID shut that one down. I prepped.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, It was another SPF meet and uh, COVID had shut that one down, didn't get to do that one. And then the meet before that is the one I was with Brandon tore my groin. Um, But there was a lot of doubt going into that one too. I mean, just because. One thing, I, I think I was expected to be the strongest person there, and had it not gotten hurt, I would have been. Um, so there was some expectation to perform well. Well, I was also competing with six or seven of my own clients, mm-hmm. so there was an expectation for me to perform well. Um, and then my dumb ass takes a, a random squat one day, you know, 30 or 40 pounds heavier than Brandon prescribes. There's a little pop of my groin at the bottom, not enough to cause any pain, and then... Sure enough, that's the groin that tears on meat day. So, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of fucking – you're going to have plenty (laughs) of up and down moments and anxiety and fucking stupid shit that you do. And that that speaks to the importance of not abandoning the plan and just sticking to the plan, whether you feel like it's a good plan or not. I mean, the plan you're going to come up with anxiously, on a whim – to replace the plan that you're on, there's no way that's better than the well thought out plan that you're on, yeah. you know what I mean? And has been thought out and mapped out for months and thought about for a long time and thought about well. There's no way that you can go go in that even if you think you're clear headed and come up with a better plan than the one that you're on in that moment. Yeah, There's no fucking way.
0: And you know? you know, most most of us aren't gonna think that way. The only of us that are are gonna be the ones who have programmed or coached in the past. and. Think they know better, right? Yeah. Because like that's the only only reasoning you're gonna have. Everyone else is gonna be like, "Well, he's the coach. He he writes the stuff. Like I don't." But like those of us, if you've coached, yeah, then you you start seeing things, and you're like, "Well, I think this," and you have your own personal biases and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Now, now with Ron, now this is not Ron's fault. Um, this is my fault. But one thing I discontinued with Ron was regular mobility work. Mm -hmm. And maybe that saves me from the i t band strain in March had I done regular mobility work because I went from doing it religiously mm-hmm. three or four times a week to not doing it at all i mean that's a plan that's that's a that's something that ron can't plan for right now, if i'm I'm not in my normal habits, yeah then there's nothing that he can plan for i mean but I promise the plan that you're going to come up with panicked and anxiously is not going to be better than the one that you're already on there's no fucking way
0: and worst case scenario like even even if you stick to the plan and things don't go well i mean there's
1: another plan in place the next for the next time
0: yeah like you can either you know get a different coach if you think that was the problem i wouldn't i wouldn't say that like running through coaches just because you had a bad like Constantly, because you had a bad meet, is necessarily the best idea. No, I'll, I'll be honest um, with you. You're, you're just going to have bad meat sometimes. Yeah, I mean things just won't go the way you yeah. want them to. uh Maybe you have expectations that aren't met, and you can either blame the, your coach, which may or may not be merited, depending on the how the situation. You can blame yourself because you feel like you didn't train it hard, nine, hard nine, enough. Ninety
1: nine times out of a hundred, that's the problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's it's usually something of your own. Um, or you can just chalk it up to a bad day and move on yep. you know there's there's a lot of different ways to think about it. I think the most the healthiest way to look at it is you know it analyze it and be like, I know what I did poorly and I knew know what I did well. Some things you're just gonna have to learn from, yeah, learn from the things that you both did well and did not do well, address the things that you did not do well. And, you know, try and lean into the stuff that you did do well, whatever, whatever you feel like you progressed in the most is probably part of whatever of that plan that, you know, like with bench press, let's say, you know, I'm doing pretty good on bench press right now. I'm doing a lot of machine pressing, you know, and it's a lot of like high volume into uh, heavy reps. So like I do really well on my bench press. Maybe I'll keep that around like. In my off season or whatever, maybe it's just like a staple now because I just feel like I get a lot out of it. Maybe my deadlift sucks and I'm like, well, I didn't do, you know, maybe it's because my quads, I don't have no strength in my quads, so I'm just going to hammer the fuck out of my quads. You know, maybe it's just looking at stuff like that and then just realizing at the end of the day, and this is hard your self-worth is not tied to the numbers on the bar. Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard to
1: say that. Well, you know, it's... Ron posted the other day, the, the meat the that he's prepping for, he's been in it 10 years, the meat that he's prepping for is going to be his 29th meat. Do you think, and this guy's, this guy's, you know, at least a legend here in the state, right? Do you think that all 29 of those meats are fucking good meats? No, probably not
0: it and, 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 so that's, kind of, I'd that's be, somebody
1: you know on any given day, I'd put him against a lot of people nationally, yeah um fucking legend around here, like I guarantee you he I guarantee you he ain't got twenty nine good meats to talk to you about, right, I guarantee you at one through twenty nine the next meat wasn't the best one he'd ever done, yeah, you, know, you, know, you know, I guarantee you, just like in the gym, like nothing's perfectly linear, I guarantee you his success in meats is not perfectly linear, yeah, I mean. That's somebody with a shit ton of
0: experience. Um, it's interesting that you said it that way. I forget his name. I want to say it's like Joey lifts for donuts or something. Joey donuts. Joey bags of Donut. Joey bags of donut. He posted uh, his stats on open powerlifting, and and there was like a, a shift in his deadlift, like over the course of several years. Like it, he didn't PR. He actually lost five pounds or something on one of his deadlifts, and so he was just talking about like sometimes. You know there's ups and downs with everybody. Yeah, it's just not perfectly linear. And uh injuries happen, sickness mm-hmm.
1: happens. Sometimes you just have a bad fucking day. Yep. I mean it just is what it is. I've had more bad than good and I still am fucking in it for some reason. <laughs> <Right>. you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I am you know two for two with hurting myself <laughs> in meats. Um and I'm still in it. You know what yep. I mean? I have I've yet to have a good meat. I don't know what that's like. You know, you know you no. know what I mean. So I mean I think you have to you do have to prepare your you know you prepare like you're going to do your best ever every single meet you pre- prep for um you try to learn something from the experience before you try to get a little bit better um you expect to be- to do better but the reality of of it is you don't know what that day holds it's just like any other game you know we talk about how great Alabama football is all the time right If we knew that they were going to win, why would we even play the game, though? Right. If you knew you were going to win on the 28th, what good would it do to even fucking show up? Why are you gonna to get a Texas uh, <laughs> well, power me bar? I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, if you knew, if everybody knew you were the best there, any why would why would why would we compete?
0: Well, that's there, the thing. Why know, would if... anybody else show up? Yeah. Like, if somebody knew that someone was gonna show up and and take the whole thing, it'd be like, well, what's what's the point? Yeah, you know,
1: you're only you're only a much better lifter having a bad day away from winning one. You know yep. what I mean? Like, we expect you to win this one because we know who's who's doing it and stuff like that. But like, you don't. <laughs> Not everybody there is going to have a good day either. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? It's not like you're going to be the only person there having a bad day. Yeah. Um, so you,
0: you might be the only person having a you know, good day. If
1: there wasn't any parody in it, there'd be no reason to play the game. Right. So, you know, I think, you know, while it's, it's kind of painful because, you know, our self-worth is tied to the barbell a little bit sometimes, um, while it's kind of painful to think about, I think it is important to adjust your expectations to something a little bit more realistic, and that mm-hmm. it's just not always going to be good all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to fucking suck. Yeah.
0: This is the truth. Is what it is, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Oh, got anything? Anything else to say on it? I think no. I think I mean, we, that's pretty much it. Feel like I feel like I had one last thought in the back of my head, and it just it's, escapes me. So we'll it's save it, it for another day. Maybe I'll open up. Next week, and be like, hey, this is what I meant to say at the end of the last one. Yep. Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. All right. You got dad jokes? We will see. I think I do. Let's see here. Hmm. Oh, this this one's pretty good. So, today I made my first money as a computer programmer. I sold my laptop.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. This is a good one. I told Sandy the other day. Uh, I've decided I'm going to keep a pet termite. Yeah, I'm going to name him Clint. Why? Clint Eatswood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. so i'm i'm reading a horror book in braille and something bad is going to happen i can just feel it <laughs> uh whenever my wife is
1: upset with me i let her color my in my black and white tattoos sometimes she just uh, really needs a shoulder to crayon
0: yeah <laughs> that's pretty good um uh, I think I think I said those before.
1: Oh uh the doctor said I got the peekaboo virus. Yeah. Um I'm not quite sure, but uh they sent me straight to the ICU. <laughs> <laughs> Blah.
0: Uh my grief counselor just died, and uh he was so good that I don't even care.
1: <laughs> um my son asked me if we were uh, pyromaniacs i said yes we are son all right <laughs>
0: that's, uh, that's all i got uh you've uh you really got to hand it to short people because they usually can't reach it anyway <laughs> good one short shits <laughs> so my boss asked me to make a business presentation and said i should start out with a joke so I put my paste up on the first slide. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show, boys and girls.
1: Greatest five stars on uh, Spotify or Apple podcast. Whatever you listen on.
0: Subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on Instagram.
1: At Sip It and Rip It. At Coleman underscore Barbell. At Nathan Scadios. Yep.
0: And I uh, guess we'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs>